And you're the man with six fingers. You kill my father. Prepare to die. Inconceivable! Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that never leaves its shopping cart in the parking lot. Yeah, why Why would you? Some people do, man. I know. I don't want to really pat myself on the back here, but I kind of do. I was driving to uh, Kroger the other day, and the wind was blowing, and there was one that was just going. Somebody left it in the parking lot, and it was just flying down the hill and about to hit a car. I put my truck in park, ran over there, and saved the day. I would have just watched it hit a car. No, that's fucked up. No, it's not. It's not my civic duty to go protect the citizens and their belongings. It's I, I wouldn't go out of my way to do that. Wouldn't you want somebody to do that for your car? Yeah, but I'm selfish. Well, you could be a fucking superhero, man. That, you would <laughs> a be superhero. Yeah. That is very over exaggerated. I don't think so. How many? That's because you did it, and you want to feel <laughs> heroic and cool. But how many cars have been dinged for people not putting up their shopping carts? What if there was a man who just swept in? And uh, kept that from happening. He would be the fucking hero that the world needs right now. He could make a whole YouTube channel of saving cars from getting hit. And I mean, look, he could go out there. Me and you could go out there. I could throw on a cape that says SCM, Shopping Cart Man. Okay. And you could film me and we could bring a third person who's just pushing shopping carts at cars. And then I could just fly in and, and save the day in so different parking we could lots. stage her yeah, acts? Absolutely. Put it on YouTube. Set up a GoFundMe. Who is this man who's saving cars? Nobody and, cares. Yeah, dude, that would go viral. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. Uh, an old person telling a young person what would and would not go <laughs> viral is very ironic. That would not go viral. Yes, it would. I mean, maybe, I mean, if it did, it would be for not the reasons that you would want it to. You'd have to get on the news. I could make that happen. You have enough videos and you send it to the news. That could be one of those things at the at the very end where they're usually showing a, a squirrel water skiing or something that they, you know, they, they try to end it on a high. And they could be shopping cart man is going around and sitting in parking lots. And whenever somebody doesn't put their shopping cart up and, and it flies toward a car, he's there. Also, how often do you think they fly towards cars? I mean, most of the time they're just stuck in the grass. <laughs> and on you know the little medians quit shitting on my dream of being a superhero <laughs> someone just leaves it there even that would be funny like i could just run in with my cape and just look around and grab it and then just go throw it in the cart corral i would if i was you i'd be hesitant to uh do that well, i didn't say i was gonna do it <laughs> i'm just saying i'd kind of like to i don't have time for that shit and what are we doing right now my number one priority right now you're talking to your son making a show yeah and you could be out there <laughs> saving cars from being dented. I know I could, couldn't I? Yeah. I'm going to have to weigh that option. Hey, there is a guy on TikTok and uh he waits in parking lots for people not to put their shopping carts in the in the corral mm -hmm. and then he just fucking verbally accosts them. Hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And he's got these magnets that I can't read what they say, but they basically say something of, you know, I'm the dickhead who doesn't put my shopping cart in the corral. Mm -hmm. And as the guy's trying he to leave, slaps it on their sticker. Yeah. And then the they, car. yeah. And then they get out and they fucking scream at him and take the magnet off and throw it and get back in their car. And he'll just throw another one on there. <laughs> so fucking, See? he's got a little flag too. That guy goes viral because there's human interaction in it that's hard to watch or <laughs> this just like justice served. Yeah. But, 
me being the shopping cart superhero, I'm not going to get shot. You're going to get shot if you keep throwing magnets on the wrong well, people's de- car. It depends on who you do it to. I don't know, man. There, there's this one guy, and I got to fucking find it on TikTok, but there's this one guy, and I swear, if he'd have had a gun, he, he just shot the dude. He was so fucking enraged, and it was so fun to watch. They have no right to be enraged anyway. It's just a magnet getting thrown on the car. It's not going to do anything. He's just calling you out for being a cunt. So I guess that's why they're enraged. Yeah. I don't know. And at that point, he'd wasted so much time. He could have just got out of his car and been like, you know what? My bad. I'm an asshole for this. And then put it in there. But instead, yeah, you're there for all the world to see that you're a piece of shit. Some dude started throwing magnets on my car. I'd probably just drive home and then look at them. Like, yeah, drive... 400 yards away from him and take him off and throw him away or I keep them free magnets badge of honor put it on the fridge <laughs> yeah all right well I'm Vince I'm Jack and we are our father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation but more importantly spending quality father-son time together this is episode number 151 dang say it backwards it's 151 wow just like wow <laughs> we're not playing this game again though no okay radar race car <laughs> Poop, mom, dad. Dead. Heh. <laughs> All right. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's Lobby Time with Vince and Jack. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warn some airtime. All right, so I'm still kind of processing Looper from last week. Really? Yeah, editing the podcast. I was so negative on it, and I don't think it was as bad of a movie as I scored it, but the Joseph Gordon-Levitt face really fucked with me, and I got a little frustrated with trying to understand the whole time loop continuum thing, and I think that did cloud my judgment because- There were a lot of cool scenes in there, and there was a fair enough amount of action in it. Yeah. I still don't think I would pass it, and I'm not here to rescore it, but I I think it was a little bit better than I gave it credit for. Not not a lot, but a little bit. Look at you trying to learn how to cope with scoring a movie worse than it actually was because of clouded judgment. I deal with that daily. But at the same... I've I've scored movies that really aren't that bad horribly before just because the ending sucked. But at the same time, as I was saying all that, I didn't feel like it was right for me to say all that, and now I'm just going to go back and agree with my 50. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it just... I don't know. What's wrong with you? Why would you you even pretend to care then? I, I don't know. I have a weird relationship with the movie, and I felt like saying that, but as I was saying it, I was telling myself, no, that this is wrong. It's it's a 50. So I stand by that. I've had a clouded judgment with a true grit. I'd like to say that <laughs> because it. my dad liked it, I, I tried to score it a little bit higher than I would have liked to. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down to a four on that movie. Sorry for my clouded judgment there. Oh, never mind. I'm just going to stick with my regular score. Fuck you. The last three movies have been a little rough on the scoring uh, differential between the two of us. Stitches the Clown, a 32-point differential. What? What did I give it? You gave it a 60. I gave it a 28. Uh, that's fun to watch. True Grit, a 56-point differential. And then Looper, a 41-point differential for a grand total of 129-point differential on three movies. 
It's only fitting that your movie had the biggest differential, too. No, it's really not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Should have been one of mine, but that I can't with True Grit. That was horrid. Speaking of True Grit, you know, we, we talked about the John Wayne version, and you figured you'd probably score it the same. And I, and I talked about him being in the 50s and the 60s. I was uh, flipping, and I came across um, Star's Western Channel, and I noticed there was a John Wayne movie. It was from 1935. What? Yes. I didn't know it was that old. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it was called, but it was terrible. It looked like a silent movie. I was watching it in bed, so I had the sound down, and there was dialogue because I had the closed captionings on, but it was so, so bad. <laughs> it would like it'd pause in the black screen with the text would come up, and then... No, it wasn't it wasn't one of those. I would never want to watch one of those. Like mm. and I would. Duly noted. But that's one of those movies like if that's how movies were whenever I was alive, I would be so upset. I guess I wouldn't be because I wouldn't know what I was missing out on. But if my biggest form of entertainment was watching a fake building fall over and Charlie Chaplin was standing in the window, that would suck. But those were real stunts back then, right? Well, yeah. And Jackie Chan does real stunts. I don't know. Have you ever watched a Charlie Chaplin movie, though? I mean, it's only... I mean, it's interesting. We should watch one. But, like, I couldn't sit there and just watch, oh, he's holding on to the side of a train. Oh, the, another different shaped window fell over him. No. Oh, he's running real fast. Oh, he's up high on something. Oh, he fell down. Oh, my gosh. I, I saw one one time where he was at the front of a train, and the train was kind of pushing him, and I think he did dangerous shit. Yeah, because he's a crackhead. I don't know. Charlie Chaplin was not a crackhead. I think he was just a man who was dedicated to his craft, and he did it well. <laughs> We're still talking about him. He probably died 100 years ago. Who yeah, knows? His fortune of $50. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine a time where $50 is like, $50 is great, but for $50 to be like, Buy a car. I'm rich as fuck. Well, buy a car and still have $49 left over. <laughs> Speaking of Charlie Chaplin, it kind of it kind of makes me want to look at movies differently every now and then and just throw out something like that. Or maybe you you grew up watching the, the Shirley Temple commercials and the animal crackers yes, in your soup. And maybe I, I never watched a Shirley Temple before. I, I think I uh, never want. Please. Are you kidding? The trauma that I've had. As a young boy. Trauma? With you and my sister bullying me for <laughs> having a big crush on Shirley Temple. Oh, yeah. I did not, and I never did. Forgot about but that. But every time the commercial would come on, <laughs> y'all be like, hey, look, hey, look, it's your girlfriend. And I look, and it's Shirley fucking Temple with those stupid curls, and she's singing those songs. I mean, we just figured you had a crush on because you had a boner. So, I mean, uh, that's <laughs> the only I'm probably too young to even have a boner. That's the only logical conclusion. That we could draw. <laughs> Y'all just bullied me. Y'all tormented me about uh, that. I that's... I hated Shirley Temple, and that's why y'all started that. Because I hated her so How much. can you hate Shirley Temple? What 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 the would cute they call little... her? Like America's Angel or something? Sweetheart or something? I don't know. <laughs> and they and that commercial is like four minutes long. Yep. Because after every single like commercial should end, they throw in another DVD box set or whatever. Uh -huh. And yeah, she's in like ch the chow hall, eating the animal crackers in her soup, and she starts singing. <laughs> <sighs> that commercial sucked. We will watch a Shirley Temple uh, movie on uh, Movie Muggin. 
All right. And finally, do you remember, gosh, we were supposed to do this a long, long time ago where we talked with the Film Stripping Podcast about coming up with our Desert Island band and our uh, Desert Island actor or actress and um, movie character that would be on there with us and a five-member apocalypse team that we were supposed to come up with. Yeah. Yeah, we still don't have that ready. So what do you say we get into a little bit of uh, In the News with Jack? All right, Jack, I have a lot of news stories <laughs> to choose from. Um, let's see. All right, Jack, have you been looking for any new jewelry lately? No. Because there is a British model who turns pieces of her labia into designer jewelry. What? Pieces of her labia? That's right. She has to cut it off. She's going public with a necklace made from her privates. Labia is just the lips. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) it's not that chunky shit that'll come out during her period. She could use that. Oh, no. And that's part of her reproductive system or whatever, right? What do you call that chunky shit that comes out of your uh, vagina? I think you just said it. Chunky shit? Yeah. Discharge of, isn't it like uteral lining or something? I don't know. MovieMuggin at gmail.com. Let us know, (laughs) and uh, maybe I'll send you a MovieMuggin sticker. I feel like it's a very common thing for men to have no idea what women go through and women to have no idea what men go through and... No man wants to know what a woman goes through down there, unless it involves sex <laughs> and, and, and him. Yeah, that's true. Or her by herself. It's just like one of those things that like no one ever talks about either side, so there's just like mystery. Well, there's not really any mystery to us. There's more of a mystery well, to yeah. women and what goes on down there that I just... I it's have more complex. They got more to worry about. Absolutely. But we have nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why would she... Out of her labia. She has to cut pieces off well, and I'll, make I'll, a little necklace out of it. I'll get to that. Her name is Tracy Kiss. Um, I'm a assuming. Name. Yeah. Um, let's see. Earlier this year, the model-turned-fashion blogger underwent a labiaplasty in part to remove a cyst that doctors said was caused by friction in the area. I wonder how she got friction in the area. Mm. Hmm. What are the ways? Moving Muggin to gmail.com. Let me know ways that you've got friction in the area down there, and I might send you a Moving Muggin sticker. Hmm. A picture will uh, double your chances. <laughs> a video will triple your chances. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it says, um, the 28-year-old Kiss then blogged about the experience in very, very elaborate details at her own personal blog. He pulled out the scalpel and slowly sawed off my cyst. My labioplasty was going well. My nipples popped out through my hospital gown. I took a poo-poo. What? <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I that was an intrusive thought. Wow. Wow. I, the thought process in my head was good. Like, <laughs> I began to shit at the thought of whatever. All I thought was that, like, it started with my ass is sticking out of the hospital gown. And it ended with, I let out a poo-poo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It, wow. That was interesting. Wow. It's like your brain yeah. played telephone. Right? Yeah, it was like... Started out really good, and by the time it got to the end, it came out. It was like a shit of pleasure from having your cyst being sawed off with a scalpel, but then it... <laughs> I poo-pooed. That's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. No. I don't even... It's not even me that said that, it feels like. I'm not... I know, it was very unlike you. Yeah, I know. It says, <laughs> don't judge my character off that one sentence. That was so dumb. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I didn't want to say that. 
<laughs> don't either then. <laughs> that was really that, that was dumb. It wasn't funny. There's no, no reason to say it. It was very bizarre. It was very bizarre. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the labia necklace. Turns out she saved some of her parts removed during the surgery and turned them into a one-of-a-kind choker. So she just decided to make uh, the labia heirloom as a trophy for overcoming the pain she experienced um, with her cyst. So it's it's kind of a, a trophy of I beat labia cyst or something like that. Just throw it away. Yeah. That's so gross. Is there a picture of it? Why are you zooming in like that? Yeah, and it actually looks like labia. She's got two of them together. That's not a choker. Yeah, it is. It's a, a choker with a pendant. Yeah, so she didn't make a choker out of her vagina. Oh, no, no. That's what I was thinking. No, she, she made a choker out of it, and I was like, she put it that up. has to have like elasticity. Like, no. how much labia did they peel off of her? No, she, uh, yeah. Um, it, it turns out that um, she's no stranger to using uh, body parts or body fluids for fashion statements. Because in November of 2015, she went viral for a video extolling the supposed benefits of sperm facials. I've definitely heard a lot about that. They're very, very beneficial for your skin. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. This story says a skincare treatment being promoted by a British model turned fashion blogger is rubbing some experts the wrong way. Her secret, a daily dose of semen smeared on her face. It says Tracy Kiss was looking for ways to ease her rosacea. And uh, Did mom have that? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Oh. That's not cool. I'm just not going there. I'm just, uh, just, I'm not swinging at that one. She said, semen builds babies. They come out very soft and have beautiful skin, and it leaves my skin nice and soft. So I'm very happy to use this for a facial. She said, it feels like a face pack that pulls the skin inwards. It feels so glossy to wipe it off. It's like having a kind of oil on the face or a wax where it just glides beautifully against the water. It's so cooling and soothing. What? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's all like gooey, so it definitely seemed like a mask or whatever. But like, where's the science behind it actually doing anything besides you're just a freak with some babies on your face? The fact that she drew the conclusion of babies come out soft <laughs> is so beyond stupid. I know. But I mean, she's got a great point. It's very beneficial. Uh, lots of ladies have started trying it, and the rest of you should. <laughs> very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's... I'm uh, going to start a business. <laughs> there you go. Get facialized. Yeah, fuck that. Don't be shopping cart, man. Get disrespected. You can uh, give people facials in a grocery shop parking lot. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably behind the grocery store instead. She says, whoever you choose to provide a donation, it's important that you use the same caution you would use around all bodily fluids. Always ensure that they have had a sexual health check and are eating clean and nutritious foods a few days before instead of drinking, smoking, and binging on junk, or their quality will suffer. I would never condone using anonymous semen, and in no way encourage this to become a sexual act. I'm simply looking at this from the angle of beauty. You have to strip away the shock and horror of the ingredients and any preconception of how it may feel, smell, or look, and base it solely on what it does. Well, she didn't say a single line of what it does. She said it's cooling, and it feels like oil, and it's amazing to wipe off. I was going to say you know how the lady sells farts in a jar, you could uh, Sold. get some little Gerber jars, but but then people could end up uh, doing other things with your 
with your jizz. I don't think I want to put my jizz anywhere near a Gerber jar. <laughs> Why not? There's a whole baby face on it, and it's just no, like, yeah. that's a whole, like, <laughs> it's a very ironic place for sperm to be. Yeah. Why would sperm ever be in a Gerber jar? That just uh, seems okay. gross. Take Let off, me put it somewhere else. Take off the label and uh, clean it out first, and, and then. I'll just fill a pickle jar or something. Gross. Take a while. Fill a pickle jar. It would take a while, but. Gosh. You, I don't know that you could ever do that in your lifetime. Fill a pickle jar stupid? with your own jizz? How many times have you come? You're 52. You could have definitely filled multiple pickle jars with the semen. I don't know. I don't think so. But those, I, the, do you come a drop? How many ounces are those? Like uh, I don't know. 30 ounces? 32 ounces or something? I will Google. All right, how many ounces of jizz come out every time you... No, I'm going to Google average ounces of jizz in a man's life. Okay. How many ounces of semen does I don't want to say produce ejaculate in his life how much semen do men waste in a lifetime why do they say waste <laughs> that's rude yeah it's never wasted unless it gets spit out so this person says let's do some simple calculations let's say that the average man ejaculates once per day for 60 years ages 12 to 72 Okay, I got the calculator. Uh, and that the volume is 3.5 milliliters. Two to five is average. Okay. Uh, he says, so 77 liters, give or take. Holy shit. If you came every day. So it's two to five milliliters average per splooge. How much again? Two to five milliliters. Okay, so 2.5 milliliters is 0.0845 U.S. fluid ounces. So let, let's just say a pickle jar is 24 ounces, okay? Okay. So divide that by 0.8.45. That would be jizzing into that 284 times. If you're doing it every day, that's less than a year to fill one up. <laughs> I guess I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah, there's not very much cum in a cum shot on average. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you think about it, a fully empty one, you already cleaned it out. And you just think about nutting in it. Like, Gosh. even after, like, 10 days, you'd be able to, like, really... Like you'd have a decent layer towards the bottom. You he know? was he was acting like he was holding up a jar in like the light and just moving it back and yeah, forth. Yeah, like you'd do a wine glass with your. You just make a lava lamp out of it. <laughs> and yeah, gosh, that would be. Gr I mean, it would suck. You'd definitely have a, a red penis. Well, I look rubbing one out all the time. You don't have but... to do it every single day. What what would the viscosity be of it over time? You know, let, would it let's, be one of those things where you can pour out half of it and then put it back right up, and it would, you know, one of those fluids? Would it harden? I just don't know what it would do. But you know I what? Know, it'll harden like in a sock. <laughs> like every everyone knows that it was a big joke for a while. What's this sock doing under your bed? And then they grab it and bang it on a table and. Bonk, but like it's fully solid. They just pick it up and it's just like a ruler. But if it's in a if it's in a jar, I feel like it would harden. But I feel like if 
once the jar was like full, it would be one of those things where it would stay how it is. Like you, I feel like the more you have, the longer it takes for it to harden. But that's my guess. I don't really know. Just turn into a putty eventually. That is really gross. Would you believe I've never beat off into a sock? Would you believe that I've never beat off into a sock? Really? Yeah. Is that just urban legend that people do that? No. Why are you going to ruin a sock? So. It just doesn't make sense. Well, I don't think that's the part. To me, it's like, why would I ever beat off into a sock? Like, it, the friction of the sock doesn't add any pleasure. If anything, it's discomfort. <laughs> and I'm not going to ruin one of my good soft socks. It's like, what's the point? I don't know. I guess it'd be better than uh, beating off in a hotel bathroom that you share with your family. Yeah. Piece of shit. I'm still upset about that. <laughs> I was in like sixth grade, okay? Between fifth and seventh grade. You were beating off in fifth grade? Like 11 oh, years no, old? No, sixth grade was the first time. Okay. I mean, that's not much better, but <laughs> no. still. Yeah. Fifth grade was the first time that you ever saw porn. You spent the night at your friend's fourth house. Fourth grade. That was fourth grade? Yeah. You came home, you were very upset that he had showed you that. Yeah, I know. And I was like, good. Glad. I'd have been fucking going up to my room. I wouldn't have said a word, and I'd have been looking that shit up on my phone again in fourth grade, probably. Although in fourth grade, I mean, I'd probably seen a boob in a Playboy at that point, but just to go from seeing a boob in Playboy to full-on people, fucking. yeah, I think that would have been a lot for a, a 10-year-old brain to <laughs> yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah, sixth grade, I remember. <laughs> Wait, I remember I my first one because I thought I was going to die. Hang on, I'm going to put the heart music in there and you can just describe it. I, and I, th I almost passed out. It was like it was yesterday. I just remember my... I didn't know what I was doing. I just, well, how did you even I knew find the motion. Out? Did somebody tell you about what, it? I knew jerking off. I didn't know why it was a thing. I just knew what you did. And so I did it. Like, everyone was gone. It was just me and like a summer day. I woke up. Oh, gosh. And I... I once it happened, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, "What?" I th I thought I broke my dick because there was something that wasn't pee coming out of it. Oh, you had no idea what was gonna happen. No, and my vision got like dark on the sides and spotty because I was so scared. Oh and, uh, no! So I just like cleaned up and pretended it never happened. So wait a minute, you had just heard kids talking about jerking off, yeah, and just like doing the hand motion stuff. or something, yeah. but they didn't like tell I you know why. Wow. So you No, just... they didn't give me the birds and the bees of, okay, so this is called masturbation. And uh, this is what you do it for. Uh, this is what you can expect. Um, just give me a call if you need any help on what's going on. I feel wrong asking a follow-up question. So at the end, you didn't have that feeling of, oh, damn, that felt pretty fucking good. I, I think it was overshadowed by the anxiety and terror <laughs> of, I think I broke my dick. Of imminent death. Yeah, I thought I broke my dick. Wow. That's pretty serious for a, a fucking sixth grader to think you broke your dick. and Because back in sixth grade, all the jokes are, you have a small dick, I have a big dick. And it's like, dick matters a lot into a sixth grade boy's mind. To think that you've broken it is like the worst thing possible. I, I think the last 30 seconds, you've given me so much t-shirt design gold <laughs> that I'm just going to have to run right downstairs after this podcast and just start making them. You <laughs> okay. said dick matters. <laughs> it does in the grand scheme. But yeah, a sixth grade boy, middle school aged boy cares a lot. That's just how it is. Of course. And that was In the News with Jack. 
All right, you got anything else for the lobby? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, so a little secret. I was going to surprise you and take you to see The Batman, which I don't know why it's called The Batman. Yeah. It's three fucking hours. It's three hours? It's three hours. I want to watch it. I don't want to sit through that. It's. Three... I want to watch it eventually. You know, I'm an old man. I have to pee like four times during a three-hour period. I mean, my coworker asked if I was going to go see it, and I said I was going to wait until streaming. It I might... don't want to go to the movies anymore, honestly. Really? I do. Not for a three-hour movie, I don't think. No. I think it'd be cool, but I think if you have a home theater... Especially the caliber of the movie Muggin Studio. I, but I was thinking, like, if there's a movie where you're like, oh, but the sounds and the big screen, well, we have a pretty big TV. If we get surround sound, a fucking popcorn machine, what's the difference? You Ooh. save, you save like $40. Popcorn machine. And then if you have to go up and go to the bathroom because you're old as hell, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. You can pause it, go pee, and then come back, and you don't miss anything. There are some movies that you have to see. At a movie theater. Like, Mad like, Max Fury Road boom. was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Overlord. 17, I wouldn't have wanted to watch we, here. We, we loved Overlord at the movie theater. It just... It's a good movie. The, the first 15 minutes of it... Yeah, wonderful. So great on the big screen. It's just like... I saw... You we, can set up a home experience, though. It won't ever be the exact same or live up all the way. But also, then that way, you don't have to deal with uh, white people clapping... And bratty kids sitting behind you that you, you just want to turn around and snap all their necks, you know? <sighs> you don't have to deal with any of that shit. We had a... Uh, I'm just thankful I don't like Avengers, so I never had to go sit through one of those where everyone's... Yeah! <laughs> the whole fucking time, yeah. You, you, someone stands up and their boner hits the back of your head, like, <laughs> Captain America's not that cool, like... I'm just so glad I'm not a fucking that much of a loser to fucking wear my Hulk gloves and be so into it that I can't take them off to eat my popcorn and have my Thor mask and my Captain America shield and my Loki staff. What is he? I don't know what he uses. I don't know. Great for you being passionate about that, but don't make a damn noise while I'm watching it. I mean, I've had a habit of it. It's ironic. I talk during movies. Yeah. Not at the movie theater. Not at the movie theater. I do my best not to. You have good etiquette there. Yeah. I've trained you well. Yeah, because y'all would just be like, shh. Yeah. And then turn away. I can smack you. Yeah. But like, come on. There's other people. Don't do that. Don't. Don't do it. But there's always going to be teenagers in the movie with you no matter what. Ugh, and they're just going to do stupid shit. I don't miss that at all. I... I do enjoy the place where we go that has those fucking well, yeah, leather lounge whole, like, chairs and they fucking menu. Swing they, over table you can use. They bring you food. It's expensive, that's, but it's worth it. But that's the only way to go. And to if, go to a movie one time a year, exactly. And you go there. Exactly. Because we saw Mad Max. We saw 1917. We saw Overlord. Overlord was before we ever did this. Mm-hmm. Um, Joker. Yeah, Joker. The Gentleman. Yeah, those are... Decently spread out mm-hmm. between like what, like 2017 and 2019. So, uh, but that place is fucking awesome. Yeah. It is fucking awesome. And we will go see a movie there again one day, but it's I not going to be Batman's that necessary. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you're not uh, like, oh man, we should have done it. No, like if there's ever a movie that I have to see in the theaters, I'll tell you. Okay. 
All right, so today's movie is not the Batman, and why is it called? Do you, I don't like the title the Batman. Well, it just makes it roll off the tongue harder. I don't want to say I went and saw the Batman. I just want to say, hey, I went and saw Batman. Yeah. All right, so today's movie came out in 2016. It is rated R. It is one hour and 56 minutes, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, and 82% of Google users like this movie. Okay. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. A woman says a guy and his sister were doing anal and stuff. (laughs) All right. 95 uses of fuck, three uses of ass, two uses of bitch, and 24 uses of shit. All right, this movie is called The Nice Guys. Uh, I feel like I've heard of it. I feel like I I don't know anything. Okay. Should I cue Elton John and you uh, give it a guess? No. Okay. I feel like it has Owen Wilson in it. Wow. I don't know why. Wow. But I just think it's one of those movies. Maybe Vince Vaughn. Okay, so you're thinking what genre? I guess comedy. Okay. All right. Well, my goal is to lower that differential gap in the last three movies. (laughs) And I feel pretty strongly that I might have, although I have not seen this movie. So we'll just have to wait and see. So you ready to do this? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 45 minutes worth of 2016's The Nice Guys. Yeah. That was a hard 45 minutes. It was really bad. That movie, I fucking bait and switch, man. I I watched the previews. I thought this is going to be really, really good. I could not sit through another minute hoping that it would get good. You asked me how I felt about it first, so I said it was all right. Yeah. In case you liked it. Were you lying? Yes. Okay. I didn't like this movie. I didn't like it from the start. I thought it was bad from the start. Yeah. <sighs> and then Ryan Gosling is a horrible job in this movie. Yeah. Number number one, it's, it's Ryan Gosling and um, Russell Crowe. The gladiators really let himself go. Yeah, he looks like John Goodman. Their chemistry is some of the worst Not chemistry I've ever seen in a movie. And I like those two guys. And... Gosh. It's just really bad. So bad. This is the first time... Is this the first time we've gotten this far in a movie and then we've just shut it down? I don't... Have we ever shut a movie I down? I don't know if we've ever shut a movie down or not. I think I've wanted to before. Yeah, I think I have too. But I just could not. I couldn't I couldn't it's handle not. another second of this movie. And if you've seen this movie where we finally just completely shut down was Ryan Gosling was at the bottom of a hill, which he fell down trying to impress a girl. Mm-hmm. And he's by a dead body. And Russell Crowe's calling out to him, and he's trying to get his attention about a dead body, and he can't talk, and he's doing one of those. <laughs> like pointing yes. at the dead body. Oh, my gosh. It, we are paused at 45-14. Just awful. So. I think it's fitting that the first movie we quit is your pick. <laughs> it's not fitting at all. I know. Wow. Show something. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's not the movie that I originally picked. But then I went ahead and watched the previews again, and I was like, yes. Because I kind of want to see a movie that I haven't seen. I like to do that every now and then. Did you? Is your new movie a movie you've seen? Yes, it is. It should be my movie, actually. <laughs> now that you've wasted your pick. I can't handle We've watched <sighs> almost an hour's worth. So you, you just get extra time? Is that it? <laughs> uh, it's not my movie now? I can edit this out, and nobody will ever knew it even happened. I didn't even know we were going to come back and record that we'd yeah. watch. I thought okay. you were going to say... Start saying, all right, let's 
head back to the podcast studio slash viewing room and no. you'd unveil the new movie. This deserved for me to shit on it. And, yeah. And so let me pull up my pants and then talk about the, the new movie. Okay. All right. So this new movie came out in 1987. Mm. It is rated PG. Mm. It is one hour and 38 minutes. Well, a PG movie from 87 can mean somebody cuts somebody's head off and fucks it in, on screen and comes in the dead body's mouth and it's still PG. That is not part of the Mormon mothers. So okay. unfortunately for you, that does not happen. Damn. Uh, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8 out of 10 on IMDb, and 86% of Google users like this movie. That is like the same stats as this. It's not the same IMDb stats as this. IMDb gave it a, this a 7.4. That's 0.6 higher. And a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that's 6% less on uh, that. What about I, Google users? Was it 4% difference? Yeah. The very negligible difference. All right, let's see what this dog shit movie number two is. We're going to watch 45 minutes, and I still won't be able to pick the next option. No, I'm watching this movie all the way through. Okay. Oh, is it? Oh, we have stopped watching a movie. That horrible movie with um the guy from Ghostbusters and Zombieland. The summer camp movie. Bill Murray. Oh, That movie sucked <laughs> so bad. Well, at least that was your pick. That was... <laughs> Both the movies that we've stopped watching halfway through were yours. Yeah, no, you know what? That was Meatballs. But you know what else? That movie sucked so bad. What else? The Jerk. <laughs> no, we watched all that one, but we just didn't do a podcast on it. You're right. You're right. You're a failure. And that uh, that movie was Meatballs with Bill Murray, oh, 1979's Meatballs, which I loved as a kid. Yeah, it was one of the worst movies I've ever tried to watch. It was hard. Was it worse <laughs> than this? I I mean, I could have finished this, I think. Okay. Well. I, this To me, this was a really shit movie, but I was somewhat interested in the actual like plot of it, okay. like what, what direction it was going to take, because... They haven't fed us any information. Oh, my gosh. 45 minutes in, all you know is they're looking for a girl mm -hmm. that somehow has ties to the porn industry. Yeah. 45 minutes in, that's all you know. And then you see her, and then you see this guy who's been shot in the head and is killed, clearly. Um, and that's where we paused. Look. So I, I, was, I was thinking about leaning over to you and being like, if nothing happens at this party, let's do a different movie. And the party scene is like feels like it's 44 of the 45 yeah. minutes long. And look. This movie had to suck because there's lots of titties in it. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots of titties in it. And they're going after somebody who's in the porn industry. So I don't know. There, there could have been more titties, but it's just um, not fucking worth it. I think my least favorite part of this movie is whenever you see Ryan Gosling swimming after the mermaids. Oh, God. That's probably the worst scene. <laughs> they add such like, this movie shouldn't be R. It should be PG-13. Uh -huh. And all the ladies should just have like duct tape X's over their nipples. Uh, because... The humor in this movie is really, like, piss poor, like, fifth and a half grader, you know? Like, it's really, really, really bad. It is awful. Very, very cringeworthy humor. Yep. Yeah, I am swimming after the mermaid. <laughs> yeah, there's some topless mermaids at the party, and they kiss, oh. and uh, you see him swimming after them. Yeah, he jumps in. and uh... Pretty rough. <laughs> he got drunk, and his acting oh. drunk was horrible. All right, let's get to this. Okay. Movie. I want all to right. know what it's called. All right. All right. All right. So let me see what the Mormon mothers have to say. Um, a scene where blood is shown. <gasps> oh, my God. A bad guy 
throws a knife at a man. He is shown bloody, but he survives. Okay. A man is drunk in a scene. All right. There are several scenes that may be intense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. At least I know I like this movie. This movie is called The Princess Bride. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen this in a long time. How long ago do you think it was? (sighs) You're 21 now. I would say back when I used to watch VHSs on the regular. Okay, so we're talking 10. VHS on the regular? It's more than five years. No, I was thinking five or six years old. Oh, okay. Maybe I was like up to seven, seven or below. So what do you remember about this movie? Andre the Giant. Yeah. Um, my favorite guy from Saw. Carrie Elwes. Uh, and he wears black and he'll have the black thing over his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one guy, Inigo Montoya. And the, you're the man with six fingers. You came my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> and it's all happening whenever the old man's telling his grandchild a story, right? Damn. You got a good memory for five years old. And like the princess is like trying to get water or something and Wesley won't leave her alone. We don't need the 50 cent tour now. We, let's just talk about it. I like, that's all I remember. Do you remember and, liking but it? Does Andre fight Wesley? I'm not going to say. Up like when they're climbing the mountain. How do I remember so much? I don't know. So. did you Do you remember liking this movie? I don't know, but I know okay. I'm not going to like the grandpa. Don't stop reading, Grandpa. I know that's going to be horrible. All right, what do we need and to I do? Don't to, want to watch that. What do we need to do to get your head right? What do you mean? I, <laughs> do you like the I, Grandpa? I'm, stop taking us out of the actual content of the movie, Grandpa. I, I, I'm just, a, I'm just, a, <laughs> I'm just a little bit worried now. I that, should be. You that, played this and I know. And we watched it for know, 45 minutes. No, that's why I'm picking the shortest movie. <laughs> There's one movie on here that I saw that's shorter on my list of like 200-something movies. <laughs> but it's rough. You don't want to watch that I've one? never seen it, so I'm not... And, and, <laughs> You're not and, gambling again. And I think they're Scottish or something, and I just... I, I don't want to be frustrated. I'm just... So. I, I'm not worried about the movie necessarily. I am worried about uh, what happens when they go in the dark forest, though. <laughs> Scenes are just starting to come back to me. There's a big old rat, and he saves her from it, right? It's called a rodent of unusual size. <laughs> and his like, mask comes off, and she can see his real face. I'm starting to get it mixed up with Robin Hood men in tights now, okay. though, when I try to think any harder. A lot of similarities. That's also Carrie Elwes. <sighs> Fucking talentless piece of shit. All right, I, I think he may redeem himself. So, I've already seen this, okay, but it's been a long time. But I remember everything about it. Evidently, you do. Uh, but I, I really don't want to watch the kid from the Wonder Years get a book read to him. Damn it! And then him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if someone from the future is telling the story, it has to be subtitles and narration only. It can't be this fucking bedtime story bullcrap, man. I actually like that part. So, okay. Are you ready to do this, or sure, do you want to waste another forty-five minutes? I'm not the one reminiscing <laughs> this podcast episode. Take all damn day. It's my day off. Well, we had to go to your pop's house, and that was uh, unplanned. Yeah, had to change a, a battery in his smoke alarm. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, uh, can you do this? I'm not any more ready to watch it, but I mean, what option do I have? Okay. All right. I guess mutiny. You could be like, fuck you, dad. I what quit. am I supposed to do? I, I don't know. Why would I do that? I don't know, man. Just I'm, I'm We're s- busy all day tomorrow. I just, I feel bad. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you, 
You I, picked a shit movie and we I, watched I, it for a really long time. I know. Look, everybody knows that. All right. Yes. Princess Bride. All right. Let's There's, take a movie mug and yeah. pause. And we're back after watching 1987's The Princess Bride. That's the same year I graduated from high school. Awesome. That's 35 years ago, man. Wow. This afternoon feels like 35 years ago yeah. now that I think about I it. I mean, we might as well have gone and seen Batman, huh? Yeah, it's 8 o'clock now. Yeah, we started a little, two. A little after 2. We did our, our intro and lobby time and stuff. And then um, your sister came over, so we hung out with her for a little bit. And then your pop called and needed a... Uh, new battery put in a smoke detector so we went over there but we killed two birds with one stone and just took the food over there and took yeah. them something yeah then we got back and uh watched I, 45 minutes of a dog movie yeah and, and then, then watch this uh-huh yeah six hours it's been our timeline but the cool thing is we're not done yet we may push this to seven hours man yeah i know <laughs> i literally ha- <laughs> i have nothing left of my day after this i'm sorry man I'm sorry. Only part of it was my fault. Okay? <laughs> 40, yeah. 45 minutes of it was my fault. We should have been done at six. I, we should have been done a long time ago. Okay. So, The Princess Bride. Let me give it the 50 cent tour. This movie is about. Um, he does, the rest of this has a sound like a bid war. <laughs> like talking just, really fast. <sighs> All right, so this movie is about a farm boy named Wesley who is uh, hanging out with um, Princess Buttercup. He's hot. She's hot. She's falling for him. The only thing he ever says to her is, as you wish. She orders him around, as you wish. And it turns out they love each other, and as you wish means I love you. Um, He has to leave because he didn't have any money, and he wants to marry her. And so he disappears, and then she gets word that he's been killed by a pirate. And uh, so the prince... Back in the day, can just grab any woman they want and say, we're going to get married. So he picks her, and they're going to get married. And uh, she gets kidnapped by Vizini, Fezzik, and Inigo Montoya. And they are going to take her away to kill her, to make it look like uh, Gilder, some people across the ocean, killed her so they could start a war. The man in black, the dread pirate Roberts, comes chasing after her captors. And uh, slays them, sort of. Just defeats them. Defeats them, yeah. Um, guess what? It's Wesley in disguise. <sighs> and he takes her through the um, fire forest. Swamp. Yeah, the fire swamp. Dumbass. <laughs> I am having a rough day today. Just, uh, <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll get to that in a little bit. <sighs> and when he comes out, um, Prince Humperdinck is there and takes her away. And then uh, she says, if you... I'll marry you if you just let him go. He lies, but says he, he says he will, but he's a liar. So he gets tortured. To Andre, death. Yeah, nearly death, mostly death. Mm. And uh, then with some help from his friends who were earlier defeated, he comes back and rescues the princess. Yeah, Fezzik and Inigo. Mm-hmm. Andre the Giant is Fezzik. Some dude's Inigo. Great, great characters. Yeah. Great, great characters. All right, let's see what the internet has to say. A fairy tale adventure about a beautiful young woman and her one true love. He must find her after a long separation and save her. They must battle the evils of the mythical kingdom of Florin to be reunited with each other. Based on the William Goldman novel, The Princess Bride, which earned its own loyal audience. I'll just come right out and say it. I love this movie. I like it too. This this movie's fantastic. I've seen it so, so many times. It was really That's hard. why your 50 cent tour was worth a damn. 
it was hard for me to not say a lot of the lines as, as they were coming up. You said one. I, I said, oh, I said, <laughs> marriage. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't help it. And I almost said, have fun storming the castle. So did um, Carrie Elways uh, redeem himself? No. Bullshit. From Saw? I like his character. He was a better actor in this yeah. movie. Not by a whole lot, I don't think. Oh, he was great in this movie. So the only times where he had to actually show any acting skill is he's tied up and he can't talk. Like, there's no strong emotions he ever had besides all the pain. And he was literally tied up and couldn't talk. His lines, his delivery, it was all smooth and, and perfect. And come on, give him a break. I, I don't think he was that good in this yeah, movie. So what we're saying about redemption is uh, Jack and I both hated the movie Saw. Jack liked it when he was and younger. Carrie Elwes was literally one of the worst acting performances ever <sighs> in that movie. It was awful. He wasn't bad in this, but like... Did you love his character? To me... I don't think he was the best character. Not even like... I don't think he was the best character either, but did you love his character? No. Really? Not not really. I mean, I didn't find him to be anything special. I mean, Inigo, a billion times better. Yeah. Fezzik, a billion times better. Uh, I'm so glad that Vizik or whatever, the inconceivable guy, I'm so Vizini. glad he died. Try to do his voice. Try, I, the, I, try, try the inconceivable. Uh, I know you can hear it in your head I right now. I can hear it in my head. Everybody can hear it in their head right but now. But I, I don't think I can do it. I'll try. Okay. I I've never tried it before. You got to have the lisp in there. I know. Too. I'll have to back up from the mic, too. <laughs> Inconceivable. Wow, that's pretty good. That wasn't bad. Yeah. I was worried that it was going to come out really bad and you were just going <clears> to <throat> laugh and laugh and laugh. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm pretty but happy with that. I also I didn't like Princess Buttercup. Oh, I did. The king was annoying. She was hot. She was hot. Yeah. But if I'm getting mauled by a big old rat, and my quote-unquote true love is just watching me, then I'm going to have to dump that bitch and leave the swamp by myself and right. go si find some time, other time out. a peasant time out. bitch to court, you know? Number one, it was a rodent of unusual size, not, not okay, a rat. Yeah, Number two, whatever. fight, flight, or freeze. But that's ridiculous. No, it's not. How is anybody going to freeze if your true, true love let him be revived from the dead? So why can does that prevent her from doing anything useful in the entire movie? All right, number one. She's the most difficult girl to fall in love with, and she was worthless. No. She was hot. She was not quite worthless, but in every other meaning of worthless, she was worthless. Number one. This is a fairy tale with a damsel in distress, okay? Num number two... She picked up a stick and then fell over. I thought, finally, she's about to hit the rodent of unusual size or whatever. <laughs> but she picked up this big old branch, and then she just fell. No, and no. I'm like, oh my god, are you like, that's even worse than just staying useless? Baiting me to think that you are actually useful for one part of the fucking movie. Number two, I did not like her. He was the one who did everything for true love, not her. Okay. Well, but it was true love. She was about to stick a knife through her chest because of true love. Number three, fight, flight, or freeze. What Nobody did you that. do when a woman fell down in Walmart in front of you and started seizing out? I didn't out? give a shit about that. No, woman. but what, what did you do? I froze. Uh huh. Yeah, but if if it was you, I would have helped you because I care about you. It had nothing some to do with some random lady in Walmart, and I'm on the clock. Bullshit! But you you have a you fucking care about human beings. You yeah, could not like, move. It had nothing okay, to do with so, how you felt so about tell the woman. Me, tell me this: so you're walking through Costco, some lady falls over. Yeah, are you 
going to have the same exact reaction as you do if mom fell over season out? Obviously not. not I'm going to run you, to the aid of both. Yeah, but but one you're going to run harder for. If it was you or mom or my sister or something, I'm definitely instantly calling 911, you know, like I'm not going to have to think as much or be as like like freaked out when it happens. I'm going to start getting her going. So you just don't care about people you don't know. Is that, is that not what you're like saying? I, I would trade thousands for my family. Uh, obviously. That obviously. terrible, but... <laughs> but if, if a lady went down in <laughs> Costco... A dictator. If a lady went down in Costco and you went down in Costco, I'm running to help both. I mean, not at the, the same... About the same time. No, I, <laughs> he said, I thought you were saying at the same time, and I was like, all right, fuck you. No. I'm getting up and I'm leaving. I might be like, hey... Hang on, somebody will be with you in a minute, and then I, I come to help you. But if it's just if it was one at a time, I would go help the lady. I would like pick her head up off the ground or where she's not. Do you know that that's your what you're supposed to do? I'm not touching anybody going through anything. If they're seizing and their heads like bouncing on the concrete or something, yeah, I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna put something underneath her head. I'm not. The lady had no, blood both, coming out of her ears. Yeah, are you trying she to tell me the back of her head on a fucking concrete floor? Yeah. If I'm in any situation. Where there's like somebody like dying or whatever, like they're injured or something like seizures are happening. I'm going to be the guy who volunteers to stand 10 feet away and call the cops. So you're trying to tell me that, oh, well, I would have done something, but I know you're not supposed to move a person that's hurt. And bullshit, you you were frozen. Well, I did, I'm fear. just saying that even if I fucking knew what to do, I'm not going to do it. But you would do it for I'd me. Because I'd be too freaked out to touch some other people. I'm not a good Samaritan. Like, yes, I care about people if they're dying or whatever. <laughs> that sounded very apathetic. Whatever. That did, too. Um, <laughs> Want to go for a third? But I'm not a good Samaritan. If this old lady had her purse stolen, I'm going to say, tough shit, have a better day tomorrow. Damn. Are you, are you going to go chase a guy in a ski mask into the alley? I hope not, because that could be suicide. No, but I'm not going to be sarcastic to her and say, uh, sorry about you. Obviously, I'm not. Sucks for you. Obviously, I'd call the cops to make sure she's okay. I'm not going to get in her face and make fun of her for being weak and old and having her purse stolen. All right. Let's get back to the Princess Bride. There weren't any violence against old ladies in here, but there was a, there was a little bit of violence, Jack. A little bit of a sword play, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the the fighting wouldn't have been entertaining at all if the characters who were doing it weren't entertaining in some capacity, because that's not what this movie. It's was like about. watching Star Wars lightsaber fights. They're just so fluid and bullshit. Like it's, I feel like it's hard to make a sword fight look good in a movie because you have to fake it. Both actors have to know every move that's coming. Because at certain points, your sword or blade, whatever, is supposed to be in that spot. So it's just hard to watch them, like, completely counter each other and keep whacking. Because they're, like, trading, like, oh, 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 oh. Just going back and forth, left and right. But, like, they had dialogue in it, so that was cool. And then the other sword fight was obviously Inigo Montoya. Had to kill the guy with six fingers. Which I thought he said it to him. I thought he said that you are the man with six fingers. Prepared to die. <laughs> I remember him sticking him through the heart, too, in a darker room than that. Like, don't get me wrong. This movie was good, but I don't know. I don't think it was really that great. All right. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. So Andre the Giant, you were asking about where he was from. He is from France. 
Really? Yeah. And okay. I think he said something. You were like, that sounded French. Yeah. When he said uh, dread, uh, he had the classic like French <laughs> shit in there. He was seven foot, four inches tall. And how many pounds? Um, 520. And what age did he die at? 46. I was going to guess 48. <laughs> wow. His weight at birth was 13 pounds. Jeez. I know. Huge. What's like the average one? Like eight pounds, six ounces or whatever? Eight pounds is a, is a little heavy, too. I think most babies are um, around, I would say, average seven pounds, something like that. You and your sister were both over eight, and y'all were, <laughs> were kind of big. Hmm, 13 pounds. That, 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 to me, equals death at childbirth. I wonder if she lost some labia and then made a little <laughs> necklace out of it. She lost a whole lot more. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I can't imagine giving birth to anything 13 pounds. All right, so the first half of this movie was my favorite half of the movie, where it is um, Wesley going after Fezzik oh, and yeah. Vicini and Inigo. Um, I, I just love the interaction there. It, it was so great. They, they steal the princess. And they're in a boat, and then they realize that they're being followed, and then they go to the Cliffs of Insanity, which perfect name yeah. for those cliffs. And Andre the Giant straps the three people on him and is climbing the rope really, really fast. And then uh, Wesley gets on it, and he's climbing it really fast. And the dude cuts the rope. The rope falls, but Wesley holds on to the cliff and starts climbing up. So Vicini tells uh, an ego to, to wait there and then dispatch him with the sword. Yeah. I, just, I love the dialogue there. He's like, uh, hey, can I help you up? He's like, no, uh, don't trust you. He's like, uh, what can I do to make you trust me? He says, well, uh, you have my word as a Spaniard. He's like, I've met too many Spaniards. No thanks. And then he's like, I swear on my father. And he's like, throw me the rope. And then he gets up and uh, he gets ready to fight. And Inigo's like, no, 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 no. Just whenever it, you're ready. Yeah, whenever you're ready. Take <laughs> your time. It just, I love the back and forth dialogue between those two. Yeah. And I thought it was cool. He went through trials, trials of the blade. To fight against an ego. Trials of strength and brute force when he had to go against uh, Fezzik. And then trials of brain for some reason when he had to go against that idiot Vizini. Battle of the Wits. I hated his I character. know you did. I know. You he were supposed to. volume. Just be quiet, I know. please. You were supposed to hate him. Like, I would have liked you a lot better if you weren't screaming the whole time. And if you didn't look the way you did. It was very annoying, but I think it was perfect. He looked perfect for the role. Just to be that annoying, like, rat bastard asshole. Mm -hmm. He was just, please, just a little bit quieter I can, so I can enjoy myself at least when I'm watching you. Oh, man, you would have really hated uh, Bobcat Goldwaith and uh, uh, there was another guy who was, uh, what the fuck's his name? And Sam Kennison. There were, there were a couple of uh, screamers in the, uh, the 80s that uh, I just, I can't. <laughs> Sam Kinison was very, very angry comic, and he just screamed all the time. And he he, he was funny, but he was he was really, really dark, and um, poked fun at uh, religion all the time, and made jokes about Jesus. And then he died prematurely in a car wreck. <laughs> a lot of people were like, oh, wow. yeah, hmm. interesting. Yeah, but yeah, he was he was perfect. I love the Battle of the Wits. Um, you know, he kept on saying, well, then surely I can't pick the cup that's in front of you. But yeah, he kept going back and forth. Yeah, the classic, which cup is poison? Mm -hmm. They're both poisoned in the end. But, uh, but Wesley had been building up an immunity to it. The the fight with Andre the Giant was great. He threw a fucking boulder at him and says, I, I, I could have hit you if I'd wanted to. Can you do his voice? No. At parts, I thought it was a fake voice, and at parts, I thought it was real. 
I guess it is real. I could have hit you if I wanted to. No, I can't do it either. <laughs> Why even try? Well, because I got you, the inconceivable sounded, guy pretty close. I, dude, you I'm sound all, like someone trying, like trying and failing. I'm always willing to try to do Arnold. I mean, I, I really love the the relationship between Fezzik and Inigo. And I know you didn't necessarily like it when they had played the little rhyming game. Oh yeah, it was stupid. But one of my favorite lines from this whole movie is, "Anybody want a peanut?" Really? Yes, I fucking love that. That's probably the worst line. No, 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 no. Because dude, it didn't even rhyme. Yeah, it did. He said, "I don't like." He said, "I mean it," and he said, "Anybody want a peanut?" Yeah. Does nut rhyme with it? The way you say it, yeah. Yeah, but that's like to me like no, it was if great. you have to change how a word sounds just to rhyme it, like you automatically have lost like fifty points on that rhyme. Okay, well then quit listening to rap music because and yeah, they do it sometimes, but it doesn't mean I like it. No, I I thought it was great because you have Vizini who's just screaming at them to stop, and they just kept getting little more little pokes at him, and yeah. I just I love that line. I I don't know, I just love it. That's fine. I also in the in the scene where he was fighting uh, Fezic. And uh, Fezzik's telling him, why don't you take off your mask? And Wesley's saying, um, you know what? I picture a future where everybody wears masks. He said they're really comfortable. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking, hmm, little, uh, little Simpsons there predicting the future. Yeah. All right, everybody's seen this movie. They don't need us to break it down. So let's just get into favorite parts. Um, I guess whenever Inigo is fighting Wesley, but basically anything to do with Inigo, he was the best part of the movie for me. Who would have guessed the revenge story in the movie is my favorite uh, part of the movie. Um, it could have been the true love part if they would have done it right at all. It was hard to watch because it was so one-sided. I just think that Princess Buttercup's actress, or I guess whoever wrote her lines, one of them did a really bad job because she, to me, in this movie, she was such a robot, just a, a plot tool, you know? Like, she didn't do anything. Okay, but look at what her life had become. Most of this movie was her being controlled by the prince. Yeah, So she wasn't showing any kind of emotion. She should be outraged. She was broken. Yeah, but it's like, I didn't get that from it. Obviously, really? she's broken. No, the only part I got that from was whenever she like walked out and all the people, and she just looked not there. She looked not there for a lot of it. But like, I just... Whenever she was supposedly happy to see Wesley, it didn't seem like she was happy. It didn't seem like she cared at all. Like, obviously, he cares. It didn't... Whenever they, like, first, like... Or whenever they would, like, be apart and then come back together, didn't seem like they loved each other. The only thing telling me that they love each other is her claiming she'll kill herself and him going all this way. She threw herself down a fucking mountain after him. Yeah, but that was a joke. It looks stupid. Good I don't, Lord. I, all I'm, I don't know. I just feel like there was like, they were trying to be like Jack of all trades movie. Like they had the comedy, the love story, the revenge story. And to me, I feel like the main thing that was done right, well, I guess friendship seemed good too. I don't, I don't know. I just thought the love story was good. It was a great skeleton for one. But I feel like it was executed just like very poorly. Huh. Like, they didn't seem in love. Would they ever rank anywhere near the top, like, 50 of, like, couples in movies? No. No, they were, watching them was not fun. They were just plot yeah. robots. Are yeah. you seeing what I'm saying I, now? I, I see what you're saying. Like they, I see what you're saying. Whenever you think, like, whenever she was in her room with the sword at her chest, like, she said his name, like, Wesley, oh, wow. And, and then she jumped on him and started kissing him. Yeah. Making out it, with him. It wasn't. 
believable or exciting or like that's what romance in movies is supposed to be. You're supposed to be like, wow, it's so fun watching them. Like they really, they seem so good for each other. Like, wow, awesome. This movie had none of that. Yeah. Not every movie can be uh, the ugly truth though, Jack. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm thinking more of um, uh, that movie with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. They were great in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just basically any movie yeah, where we right. talked about wow, wow, this couple is explosive. Like they could be my new favorite. All that, even though this movie was supposedly driven by true love, that was kind of a secondary thing to the 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 relationship. It was secondary the, for multiple reasons mm-hmm. because one, it was showed a bit less, and two, because they just didn't deliver the heavy hitting. Like wow, that couple's awesome. I don't disagree. I don't, I don't disagree. I see what you're saying. And at first I was kind of like, no, man, but yeah, yeah. But that's because you're defending an oldie but goodie classic movie. I feel like you, well, there's part of me jump and defend as hard as you can, (laughs) because this movie, as far as I'm concerned, as far as anyone in the world probably is concerned, this is like a national treasure movie. Uh, Yeah. You know, like 100%. Everyone saw it when they were a kid, everyone. And everyone likes it. Mm-hmm. And this movie wasn't bad. I mean, I've just, I've had things to complain about, but I think that's only because I've seen movies that do the individual parts of this movie better. But this was Jack of all tradesy, you know? Like, they were good everywhere, but nowhere did they excel, really. You know? The revenge story, pretty good. The love story, a good story, not perfectly executed. Uh, the friendships, yeah, they're pretty good. They weren't the best, you know. Every everything was solid, but nothing super heavy hitting. And I did end up liking the grandpa and the grandson. Yeah, yeah, they were really good. Yeah, how couldn't you? They they stayed on the screen for as long as you wanted them to. Yeah. No, not too long. Little Fred Savage, man, he was good. All right, I think my favorite part was was definitely the battle between uh, Anigo and uh, Wesley. Just the dialogue and just the the trust. And, uh, you know, being polite with each other, but then uh, getting after it in the fight and the whole, uh, you're pretty good, but there's one thing you don't know. I am not left-handed. Watcha! And they start fighting again, and then he's, uh, and then Wesley does the same thing, and just just the back and forth was, was great. I liked when Inigo killed the Baron as well, Man with Six Fingers. It closed that out, and also, he should have died. Like, he got a throwing knife in his stomach Mm -hmm. and then stabbed in both arms, and he took the knife out of his stomach, so he should be bleeding pretty profusely now uh, to death. But he just, like, gets empowered by his father's spirit, I guess, kills the Baron, and then he leaves. Like, I figured he'd, like, go back to being real weak and faint after that, but I guess this movie... There's not meant to be anyone you care about dying, so... No, and, and I really loved when he first found the Baron, and he says the whole, I'm an Igio Montoya and all that stuff, and you then... Kill my father, prepare yeah, to die. uh-huh, and they look like they're about to fight, and then the Baron just fucking turns around <laughs> yeah. and runs that, really fast. That was a good scene, just <laughs> running around the castle. Yep. He, he wanted no part of that. All right, bucket of chicken. It's kind of hard. I mean, Inigo's great. Physic, Fezic, whatever. He was great. I, I did like Carrie Elwes's character, Wesley. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I liked all the characters. I was just trying to say, like, I don't think he had to try that much harder than he did in Saw in this movie. Like, But if Saw was a... No acting job in this movie was really that solid. 
Like this was one of those movies accepting of like decent ish acting, you know, like where it doesn't matter. Right. And to me, like, I don't think that Carrie Elwes was like outstanding or anything. Like there's no redemption. I mean, a little bit, but he was good. His character he, was he, great. He, he was nailed good. his character. His, his character was likable. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yes. He was better than saw. Obviously it's hard not to be for anybody, but I, I don't see like an Oscar or anything is what I've been no, trying to say. No, movies I, like this don't get Oscars. Exactly. That's what I was saying. This this kind of movie also does not demand the most amazing acting job. But I don't know if I can give it to anyone from the movie because everyone was so solid except the princess. Um, <laughs> but I think I'll have to give it to the person who made the story. Okay. Because I really do like the story. It's like a classic fantasy type, you know? It has the princess that has to be rescued. It has the sea serpents. It has the giant. Like, it it has everything. Would you want to see this movie redone with uh, a Jack spin on it? Mm, I mean, obviously more people would have died. Well, did, I'm, I'm not asking you to give me the particulars on it because I know it'd be a fucking bloodbath. But, I'm just saying, would you want to see this movie redone like Quentin Tarantino style or something like that. I think it has potential, but I don't think there are that many targets. <laughs> really, the only people I can think of, the man with six fingers, it would be more brutal. The prince, who then became the king who's trying to marry Buttercup, he, would, he wouldn't have just been tied up and left to be a coward. He would have gotten the until pain treatment. We cut off the feet and the hands like that. They said that in the movie. I'm not being so gross and need therapy. I'm just saying what they said in the movie. Carrie Elwes is in a lot of movies where the, there's feet cutting off, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But yeah, he would have been given that. But then I think, like, who else would I... I and Vizin? Or I, for, I keep forgetting their names. Fezzik and Vizik? Is it Vizini? Vizini. Vizini. He would have, yeah. I, he would have died a lot earlier. <laughs> there, there would have been, like, a, a John Wilkes Booth moment with him. Just someone comes behind him and blows the fucking bullet. What, what about, like, head. what about, like, a, a modern-day take on it? Right? Like, like today's. Uh, what is that... There's a movie. What is the modern Romeo and Juliet? It's Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, and Claire Danes. Like they, I, I, they have cars and guns, and I think we watched that. Really? And uh, I think we watched that in school. Yeah, we should watch it on here. It wasn't bad. Wait, does someone wear a Hawaiian shirt? I don't remember. I've seen. Yeah, it once. yeah. Okay, yeah. That movie was good. I don't know. Like, even after seeing that Romeo and Juliet one, I'm still skeptical because you got to do it right. And I've, that's that's something that I feel like is hard to do. And I see in the movie interest, industry, people can't execute very simple things. So I would be worried. I'd be on board, but I would be worried. It would be something interesting to to see. And it would be really cool if somebody was able to rewrite this is a modern day fairy tale in that a way. That would be cool. Uh-huh. I'd be interested in it. I'd yeah. watch it. Yeah. I'd just be worried. If done right, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so too. Um, My bucket of chicken, it's got to go to uh, an ego. I-, I just loved his character. His character was the best character Excellent. of the movie for sure. He was so polite. <laughs> and so was Andre the Giant, man. They were awesome. I love those two characters. They, they were, were my favorite characters in the movie. They were a good friend match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but Anigo Montoya gets mine. 
Um, all right, score time. I'm curious as to what you think I'll score it because I feel like you don't think I'll give it very high. All right, I'm, I'm going to write it down. But in reality, I think I'm going to give it... Hold up, hold up. Let me write it down. I know a number you wrote. Well, I know one of two numbers you wrote. <laughs> or there's only two numbers you could have written by the sounds of your pen. Um, and it's either 60 or 90. Just, I'm giving it a 90. You're giving it a 90? I was four off. Oh, you wrote 86. I, yeah. I swear I just heard a... <laughs> which would be a six and a zero. Yeah, I was or four a off. nine and a zero. So a 90? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, once the movie had ended, I was like, I'm going to give this a 90, I think. All right. And I was like, we'll see how how it goes when I start talking about it. I got mad for a second there. I know, I know. I was You were kind of shitting on it, and I was thinking, I wonder if it's because we watched a shit movie for a while, and now we're getting into our seventh hour of, of this day. Yep. Yeah, this movie's great. It's not a 100 for me. It's a 98. It has to be an A. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That was my thinking. No 100, no less than 90. I think the part that really I just can't stand is Miracle Max. Uh, and his wife came out and humperdink, 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 and just yeah, he was trying to be too funny, and it just didn't work for me. I just, I didn't, I don't know, just, just go somewhere and uh, get him that pill or whatever that can cure him. But they were in there way too long, and that's just cringy to me. Every time I watch that, I just wish that that wouldn't be in it. And, and I like Billy Crystal, but they were just loud and annoying, and that just keeps it from being a one hundred for me. But. Great, great, great fucking movie. Love this movie. I've seen it a million times. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's short, it's yeah. sweet, and it's good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, Jack. You want to do like a, an Ask Jack, or uh, do, do anything else? You want anything else you want to you want to talk about? Maybe go over a new news story. Ask Jack or, why or he's still sitting right here. <laughs> Yeah, it's legit 9 o'clock, and we did start this a little after 2. Yeah, wow. max 2.15. Yeah. Max latest starting dis- I know. Starting time. Your mom probably thinks I left and I'm never coming back. Or, yeah. or hopes. It's 9 o'clock. All right, well, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to episode number 151 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at MovieMuggin. If you'd like to email us, MovieMuggin at gmail.com. Um, it'd be cool if you go to our website, too. You could click on our merch link, and you could head over to our merch store. And we got a lot of different designs there. I'm going to make some more here pretty soon. Um, probably not today, because I've spent all my time doing this. Uh, but um, <laughs> there's some cool stuff over there. You know, it's not just movie mugging stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff like uh, the saltine cracker, yep. the, the Jack's favorite shirt. Say there's that every episode. Jack and the Heavy Petters. There's some... Uh, some nice flowers that say fuck you in them and a nice rainbow that says don't be an asshole. And there's lots of good stuff on there. So uh, head on over there. On a mug too or Mm -hmm. whatever. We got accessories. Yeah. So head on over there and check it out. You might find something you like and it'd be a nice way to support the show. And there's also a link where you can look up all the movies that we've mugged in alphabetical order. So uh, until next time, you have yourself a movie bunga day. Bye. Where's your Wonder Bread, bitch?